Parshas Va'era, Dafnun Zayin. And the moment we're going to learn is about the spiritual meaning of the staff of Aaron uh, turning into a snake and then back into a stick after swallowing the other uh, snakes of the magicians of Parag. So it begins at the bottom of Nunvav, Vayyem Hashem el Moshe el Aaron, Lemar Hashem said to Moshe and Aaron, Kach es matcha, take your staff, Hashlech and Nefarin, throw it before Pari, Yehila son, and it will turn into a serpent. And then Aaron throws down his uh, staff, it turns into a snake. And then Vayyivla Mate Aaron, Nesmantazim, Aaron's staff swallowed the staffs of the magicians. So now, what is the meaning of this? What's the idea of the, the staff turning into a snake and then turning back into a staff? And why is this the first miracle that happens to bring the Jewish people to be redeemed, to be liberated from Egypt? So to understand this, we need to first understand the concept of uh, being liberated from Mitzrayim. So the, the Pasuk says, Mitzrayim. they emptied out Mitzrayim, and the Gemara in Pesachim says that this means that they emptied it out like a, uh, like a pond without fish, meaning that Mitzrayim was full, was chaka full of spiritual sparks, of mitzutzis, spiritual energy, and then they emptied it all out through their time in Mitzrayim. So the concept of mitzutzis, of sparks, is based on the concept of the Arizal, of Bira Nitzutzis and Shira Sakhalim, that the, the, before we have this world, and including this world is all the spiritual worlds that form part of the chain of evolution of spiritual energy that comes down lower and lower until our world, the whole Shashlos. So before that, there is Oil Mateo, uh, the world of chaos. Now in Oil Mateo, there's great spiritual power, but the problem is twofold. Number one is that the each sphere doesn't work with other spheres. Each one is something separate for itself. And number two is that in within each sphere, the Kali doesn't uh, contain the light. The light and the energy is too powerful for the weak Kali, and therefore it explodes. And that's the two reasons for the uh, problems with El Mateo. And uh, from very holy origins, it becomes uh, egotistical and therefore falls down into the worlds of separation, into Biyah, and in particular into our world. Now, this concept of Toyo is hinted in the end of Ayishach, where it talks about the kings of Esau that came before there, there was the first king of Yaakov, of the Jewish people. And these, uh, the seven kings, are seven midas of Toyo that all broke and fell down into the into Klippa, into the, uh, uh, which is the place of concealment of godliness in our world. So as an example, the neshama, before it comes into a body, our soul is very holy. And it's one with Hashem. Like Eliyahu said, Chai Hashem Hashem He promised by Hashem, who, before whom I stood, he said. And that's because the neshama, uh, the neshama is one with Hashem. It stands before Hashem. And uh, so without any concealment, but then it comes down through the levels and, as, and is enclosed in a physical body where the uh, world and everything in it appears to be a separate yesh, a separate existence uh, without uh, requiring to lean on Hashem.
and yet and we don't see how everything's nullified before Hashem. So similarly with Shurisakalim, they these sparks are great spiritual energies, but we don't see that. And what they appear to be is part of physical items, which is clipper. The clipper is that we don't see how they are Hashem. So they darken these sparks so that they appear to be a separate yesh. This is like Pare, who said that the Nile is mine, Li Ari, the Nile is mine, Vaniya Sisini, and I created it. So he denies Hashem, although he still accepted that Hashem is the most powerful of all, the, the God of all gods, but he felt, I am also a God. So from this high spiritual source, that these sparks therefore fall down all the way into Klippa. And this is the idea of clipper is like what the simple meaning of clipper, that clipper is the, the shell or the peel of a fruit or a nut. And the only way to uh, take out the, the fruit, that, which is the good thing inside that we want to eat, is through breaking the uh, shell. And uh, similarly, there's these sparks of holiness, but they're in a shell of clipper that conceal the, that godly spark. And therefore, the only way to... Uh, to, to uh, redeem them to liberate these sparks is through breaking the shell uh, which is which is what happened in egypt egypt was full of these sparks and therefore there were the marcos which were breaking the outer shell shaking them and then revealing the godly sparks within next paragraph in exit now when the Torah talks about Ganadin, it actually doesn't talk about Ganadin as one place it talks it says that there's aden then a Nahar, a river coming out of Aden, and that, that river was uh, feeding, was giving water to the gun, to the gardens. There's Aden itself, and then there's the garden of Aden, which is a lower level. And then even lower than the garden, spiritually lower, the river splits into four separate sections, four separate rivers. So now this river comes after the gun. So what, what does it mean spiritually? So Aden is the original source. Aden is Chachmah, the first sphere, the highest sphere. And what's special about Chachmah is that it lets the Ein Sof shine through. Chachmah is not when we're consciously trying to work something out, but it's where we're just with us. It's where we just let our subconscious talk. We have an idea, we have a dream, we have a memory. So it's just letting the subconscious talk. Then afterwards, we'll try to understand it. So therefore, Chachmah is within limited spheres. It's the closest thing to Ein Sof. And so that is Aden. And then uh, the, the Nahar, the river, is what brings, uh, uh, let's say, uh, the light of Chachma flow throughout Atsilus throughout the highest world, all the way until the gun, the garden, which is Malchus of Atsilus. But the whole Atsilus is still the world of oneness, where there's only Hashem and there's no real uh, division. But then when it, once the Hashem's light comes to the next, uh, beyond the Malchus, to create new worlds which are separate from Hashem, so then the river divides into four separate heads, four separate sections. And uh, where every river, just like physically, every river might have a different, uh, some rivers um, have clearer water, others are more murky water, some rivers are, uh, uh, are nicer and sweeter water, others more bitter, some are longer rivers, some are shorter rivers in a similar way spiritually, that each river has its own qualities. And 
Uh, so the river Pishon, which is the Nile, that is the uh, the uh, archangel, the ministering angel of Mitzrayim of Egypt. And there's a lot of sparks there, much more than uh, what fell into the other rivers and other places, and much more than in uh, Bovel, Mesopotamia, Babylonia. Next paragraph, the Yuvan. So now, this is the concept of miracles, especially the makos, that the purpose was to break the outer shell, break the clip of Mitzrayim. Actually, it, the Pasuk says that the, purp the purpose of the makos were, v'yezu Mitzrayim keni Hashem. Egypt shall know that I am Hashem. In other words, it wasn't just to punish them. It wasn't just to free the Jews, but it was so that Egypt should recognize Hashem. But this word, v'yezu, also comes from the word of breaking. Like we see in Shaftin that when uh, Gideon had a, <clears throat> had a war with Midian and he asked for support and then some of the cities didn't support him and he, and he said that I'm going to come back to you, you'll be punished. And then after he won the war with Mid Midian, he indeed punished those, the, the, those uh, cities and the elders of those cities. So, and he uses the word Viedo about breaking them and punishing them. So that's, uh, so Vieda Mitzrayim is that Mitzrayim will be punished, will be broken, and that will let the sparks of, uh, of, from Tehu be revealed and go back to their source. This is the idea, it says, it says about Chris Yamsel, about the splitting of the sea, that Sus Rama, that the horse and its rider were thrown in the sea. So the rider represents a clipper, uh, which uh, rides and cover uh, and controls and covers over the sparks of godliness. And when they are broken, then the sparks are revealed to really be godly. They're called out for what they really are. And this is one answer to the question that on one hand, it says that the purpose of Kriyas Yamsov, of the splitting of the sea and then the whole, all the miracles, was that Egypt should know I am Hashem, Shem says. But on the other hand, it says that they were all destroyed. The entire army were destroyed and were were uh, fell into the sea. They the sea fell onto them, uh, and and that was it. So what's the story? Are they going to continue and know about Hashem, or were they all destroyed? So now, according to the interpretation we gave, that Vyedo means they'll be broken, not that they not only that they will know. So Mitzrayim was broken, and through that, the spark of godliness will go back to its source, and that spark will know about Hashem. So now all 10 plagues were about breaking Mitzrayim to then let the, the sparks of godliness free from their shell. And uh, whereas the, for the Jewish people themselves, they didn't need these miracles. Why? Because they already had faith and they already believed uh, that, that, like the Pesach says, that the, the people believed uh, and they heard that Hashem has remembered them. So they didn't need the miracles for themselves. They needed it only for the sparks of godliness that were stuck in the clipper. Now this, this is the, the final paragraph of the Maim of Zeyuvan. So this explains why the very first miracle was the miracle of the staff turning into a snake and then turning back into a staff, swallowing the other staffs of the magicians of Pari. So the idea is that 
the idea of them that, as we said, the point of the Marcos is to break clip and break this sense of separate ego and, and uh, separate uh, independent identity where that they say, yes, uh, Hashem is the God of gods, but I'm also a God. It's the miracles show that there's only Hashem and that's it. And that every existence needs to receive its uh, uh, vitality again every moment from Hashem. And uh, that and the there's there's so many tzimtzumim, there's so many contractions and concealments to the extent that it appears that we're all we're independent, and and then when it's revealed how all the, that uh, this light beyond the tzimtzumim and all the tzimtzum, all the conceal, contractions and concealments are nullified, so then we we see how everything is Hashem. So therefore, the very first miracle to start with is the miracle of the staff and, and turning to a serpent. Because the word mater, a staff, comes from uh, extending something and tilting something, turning it uh, and, and, and letting it extend out. Shevet is also about extending outward like a branch. And uh, so all the... Uh, or the Hamshach uh, all bring bring down of Hashem's light throughout his Shalshlos. It's all called Mata. It's all called a staff. Then we have Tanin, the serpent. What is the serpent? The serpent is the idea of clipper, of uh, impurity, what which covers godliness. So Moshe and Aaron showed how the staff turns into the sna snake, meaning that the snake, Klippa, really gets its highest, it gets its energy from the staff, which is uh, Hashem's light coming down throughout all the worlds. Like the Pasuk says, Yodis, that its feet go down into the place of death. In other words, that Hashem's light go down to even energize the Klippa. Uh, because Malchus continues throughout all worlds, like it says, Malchus, become inshallah. And uh, to, all, all the way until the snake, until Klippa, and then the snake turned back into a staff uh, and swallowed the, and Aaron's staff swallowed the staffs of all the, the sorcerers, the Egyptian uh, magicians. And this represents that the snake, which is Clipper, realizes that really everything's Hashem and is nullified before Hashem and goes back to Kedusha. And this is the idea of refining the sparks. So this shows Mitzrayim and it shows Pari that you're not really a yes, you're not a separate ego, everything is Hashem. And at every moment, Hashem enlivens uh, everything and everyone again. The only thing is, Hashem is a Kelmistat, is a God who conceals his work and if we don't always see it. But as soon as he wants to turn the snake back into a staff to show how Clipper is not a separate existence that immediately happens. And then the snake is like it never existed in the first place. And then the rest of the mir miracles of the, of the 10 plagues were to continue this theme to show that really everything is Hashem. And if at any time it looks different, that's a mirage. It's Hashem wants to give us that uh, sort of perspective in order for us then to come back to Hashem. But whenever Hashem wants, he can straight away show us what you think is a snake is really a staff. It's part of that downward extension of Hashem's light. So now the second Maimur on, on the same on this on page Daphne Zion page 57 begins with the Pasuk. 
that Hashem tells uh, Moshe to tell the Jewish people that Ani Hashem, I am Hashem, and I'll take you out of Mitzrayim. And here we have the four Lashonas Shalgola, the four expressions of uh, redemption. It's the Vahitseisi, the Tzalti, the Ga'alti, and the Lakachti, that Hashem will take us out and he'll save us and he'll redeem us and take us. And then finally, there's the fifth, Vahitseisi, uh, that Hashem will bring us to Eretz Yisrael. So now, why is it so important, like the Mishnah says in Brachas, and we, that, and we say at the Seder, that we always have to mention Yitzhak we always have to remember the Exodus, and uh, we mention it both by day and by night. Why is that so important? With uh, any other miracle, any other salvation, we don't have this mitzvah that we always have to remember it. Why specifically here with the Exodus from Egypt? So uh, to begin to answer, we know that in, as it says in, uh, in Mishnah's Pesachim, that in every generation, a person has to uh, see himself, and as the Altreva asks, to see himself, see himself every morning, every evening, as if right now is the time of the Exodus, and he is going out of Mitzrayim. Now, the, the, the idea of Mitzrayim and the idea of Exodus is that uh, has multiple levels because there's Mitzrayim in Klippa, in the site of impurity, and Mitzrayim in, within Kedusha. Similarly, uh, you have Mitzrayim in, in the physical world, a land of Egypt, and you have Mitzrayim in the spiritual space. Similarly with the Jewish people as well. There's the Jewish people down here and the Jewish people in their source, Knesset Yisrael, the Jewish collective, uh, collective above. And uh, so, so, so just as it is in spiritual worlds, also there is Mitzrayim and Yetzirah Mitzrayim inside our hearts. So Knesset Yisrael, uh, the Jewish collective, is, uh, is the idea of a uh, love of Hashem and a bliss in Hashem, like the Pasuk says in Shir Hashir, in my Yofisa, Manamta, how beautiful and, uh, and uh, how pleasant, love with, with pleasure, just uh, this pure love of Hashem. And uh, similarly, uh, so similarly uh, down here, uh, we're also here for down here that we're also here to develop a love and a, a, a joy in Hashem. Like the Pasuk says, if to Hashem Simcha, that we should serve Hashem with joy. And uh, like the, Pasuk, the other Pasuk says uh, in, in Halal, that the mother of children is happy. So, and we'll explain, uh, we'll explain a little bit uh, later uh, more about this Pasuk. So we're meant to have Simcha uh, from, uh, from meditating, from reflecting about Hashem. And so the meditation and understanding that's connected to Bina, his bonus. And therefore Bina is the mother. And when we uh, reflect about Hashem, think about Hashem deeply, so that will bring us to Simcha, and that's the meaning of the mother of the children is happy, the mother is Bina, which gives birth to the children uh, love and reverence of Hashem, and when we, it also will make us happy that we ha we're happy that we, uh, uh, that we have this opportunity to connect to Hashem, 
and uh, to to free ourselves from the shackles of the body, uh, to just be full of the excitement of Hashem, and uh, to the extent that it says that uh, that uh, because we didn't serve Hashem with joy and with uh, and with the gladness of the heart, may Rav come more than all good. So because we didn't have this joy in Hashem, therefore we end up with uh, problems and punishment, etc. So what does it mean spiritually, may Rav curl, that Hashem is greater, it's the real thing, than all pleasures, uh, in other words, even spiritual pleasures, Pleasures can aid an alien, can aid a tachten, um, but uh, the ultimate is Hashem Himself, and this is because all the different levels of the light of Hashem and understanding of Hashem, pleasure in Hashem, they're all from a ray of Hashem, not from Hashem Himself. They're all from Hashem's name and all from Malchus, which is the sphere of the uh, attribute which gives space for another. And uh, so this is like the shechina. The shechina is the, the the attribute of uh, godliness, which rests and gets involved in the uh, the uh, earthlings and creations. So that uh, shechina is uh, connected to uh, malchus, which, like we say in Ashrei, it's commonly quoted in malchus malchus There's the Hashem's malchus is the malchus of each world. That uh, ability of kingship, which is to lead others, uh, continues throughout all the worlds, and in each world, it gives space for others according to the uh, the degree of uh, concealment of Hashem in that world. Like we say in Bar Yachid, that Hashem is really alone. Where does the life force, the vitality for worlds come from? That comes from Melech. That uh, that. Uh, the idea of Hashem getting involved, that's only from Malchus, but Hashem himself is totally beyond, and it's only a ray of Hashem that comes down. Now the Shekhinah, which is Hashem's name, even that is really alone, and it's really beyond. And uh, uh, it, like Niskov Shemoy Levada, Hashem's name is, is also beyond. And only Hoidah is only Hashem's glory, which is Alaris Vishamayim. So therefore, when therefore, whenever we're 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 trying to connect, we're trying to appreciate Hashem's, so we're only getting from a limited reign, and that's all we're able to connect to. But on the other hand, when we, we do Torah mitzvahs, so then we're connecting to Hashem himself. Like we say when we do it before we do a mitzvah, who sanctified us through his mitzvahs, meaning these are Hashem's mitzvahs that Hashem also puts on tefillin and Hashem davens. Uh, and uh, when we when we uh, do a mitzvah, we to give tzedakah, so Hashem, Hashem is uh, there with the tzedakah. <clears throat> like it says, anim tzedakah. That I speak with the with the righteousness. Hashem is actually involved, and the Torah and Hashem are all one. So again, Torah is one with Hashem, and uh, so this is not just the Shechina as it comes down into worlds, but it's Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Kushabricha, the Holy One. Blessed be He. Holy is the idea of being beyond Hashem, as He is beyond is in it, beyond worlds is still involved and cares for the mitzvahs. 
our entire world, both physical and spiritual, they're all uh, just uh, made of two letters of Hashem's name. It says, Hashem that with Yud K, Shem is the rock of worlds, that uh, the, the power of worlds, because uh, Yud is Elma Bon Hay in this world. And Zaya takes it even further. It says, with one thought, Hashem creates all worlds. This is uh, like what we say, that uh, all of existence is scanned by Hashem in one shot. And all generations are scanned also in one shot uh, the, throughout the entire existence of the, of the world. Because uh, it's ju just like uh, with, uh, one thought has no value compared to uh, all the possible thoughts a person can think in his life. And certainly one thought has no value compared to the person's essence. So similarly, all the generations throughout all of creation are like nothing before Hashem. They're just like one ray. And before Hashem, who's not a, who is a, Hashem's essence is like the sun beyond the rays of sunlight. And therefore, it's really all nothing. But nevertheless, we have an opportunity to connect Hashem himself through Torah Mitzvah. And this should give us such joy and happiness that we're able to connect Hashem's unlimited light, Hashem himself, in our Torah Mitzvah. And then we bring, when we do Torah Mitzvah, we bring upon ourselves Hashem's unlimited light, that, uh, which is beyond all worlds and beyond anything that uh, any uh, creation, any angel can achieve other than through Torah Mitzvah. Next paragraph. Ah. But just awareness, intellectual awareness is not enough. It has to touch our heart and then it, it and be revealed in our heart. Because joy, there's different types of joy. Sos and simcha, but when we talk about simcha, simcha is always revealed. Like a king who's normally quiet, he's normally inside his palace and people don't get to see him. But when he's uh, happy, when he's excited, simcha, so then he, he, he's available to everyone. So when we serve Hashem with Simcha, like it says in Tielim, Simcha, so we serve Hashem with joy. So then uh, that, that means that Hashem is, his, Hashem's light is revealed and, uh, and available, revealed to us down here in this world. And uh, being revealed means uh, revealed in our hearts. Like we said before about Aim Habanim Samecha, that uh, the mother of children is happy, meaning that when we have simcha, so then it doesn't stay just with aim. It doesn't stay just with the mother with bina, but it is always revealed further. So it's revealed in the children, which is in the midas, particularly in ava, in love. But if it's still concealed inside his mind, so then it's not simcha. And this, it's like a pregnancy before giving birth. So she's not yet the mother because she hasn't given birth to her children. So then we have some, we have, we have something stopping the birth happening, making the birth uh, difficult, you know, which is uh, stopping the revelation of Hashem's light. Uh, that's the, the spiritual uh, counterpart to, for what uh, uh, pregnancy and birth is a metaphor for this. 
So th this is the idea of the godless Mitzrayim, the exile of Egypt, which is stopping Hashem's light from being revealed, and it's blocking. Mitzrayim comes from the word constriction. So when there's a tight spot, so then Mitzrayim stops it from coming through. And uh, besides in pregnancy and birth, we have a similar concept with the neck as well that we have the head and the head has all the, the vitality and all the ideas. So the, the, uh, the most important uh, part of the body. And then it has to come down to the other important parts, the heart and the lungs and all the other important parts. And in between there's the neck and the neck is narrow. And because it's narrow, it could be difficult. It can block out uh, uh, the uh, sort of space to let the head flow into the body. And what this means spiritually is that we might understand something in our mind, but it doesn't necessarily permeate our hearts. And this is what the uh, ministers of Pari do, the butler and the baker and the saratabachim, the, uh, the head, the, the head uh, butcher. Uh, so they're all blocking uh, the light coming from the head into the body. And then that's the mates are going, the constriction of the neck is like the Mitzrayim and, and also like a pregnancy, which where it's hard to give birth. So the, the uh, in, during pregnancy, this the whole stomach is full and it's squashy. And this is like in the time of Golos and the time of exile. And Golos is often compared to pregnancy <clears throat> and Ka'ula or redemption is compared to birth. And we find a similar thing uh, about about uh, the Mashiach, the times before, right before Mashiach, they're called the birth pangs of Mashiach, Hevle Mashiach. And uh, the, the idea is that uh, we've got uh, birth is about revelation, that it, the child actually comes out and can be uh, seen can, and then can develop. So that's the idea of Hashem's light being revealed. And this comes first through uh, first through the birth pangs, that where it's difficult and there's pain and there's bitterness. And this is where Hashem's light is blocked from coming out. And this it's blocked by all our physical needs. When we focus on that, then Hashem's light can't come out. But then we have the birth. And the birth, with its revelation, that brings us to simcha, to joy. Like it says, yes, Machis Rabbeisov, that the Jewish people are happy in their maker. So then all the disturbances disappear and uh, the, all the bitterness is sweetened. This is just, just like once the, uh, the uh, baby is born and suddenly then, you know, the, then the, the, everything is better and the mother's so excited. Uh, and uh, so, so this is the time of Simcha that comes after the birth. So, so we have this idea with uh, Canaan that uh, the name, the name of Canaan, uh, comes from the name uh, to subdue, to be machnia, to subdue the clipper which uh, blocks Hashem's light from being revealed, and to allow a spiritual birth, and then everything is fine. And uh, like, we, like it says, that then we can throw all these sins into the sea, that there's, they become like nothing, they become not noticeable. Now, the exile Mitzrayim is like the constriction, both of pregnancy and like uh, the constriction of the neck. 
which blocks between the head and the mind and the heart. And then the redemption is uh, where we use the neck. Where we, so the neck can pass through from the head to the heart. So it's the idea of Kel, Hakel, Kel, Yaakov, the voice is the voice of Yaakov, which the voice is from the neck. Uh, using our voice for for Torah, when we learn Torah, so we're calling Hashem's light uh, down to us, that it should be revealed uh, within us. And this is uh, why it's this is what it means when it says that anyone who learns Torah, Hashem is reading opposite him. So this so this is uh, the level of of a sova, the light from beyond. And uh, we're calling when when it's the word for reading Torah is the same word for calling Torah because we're so to speak calling we're beckoning Hashem's light down, and this is the meaning of Hitzesi Eschem that Hashem says I'll take you out of the the uh, burdens the, the difficulty of Mitzrayim that that uh, through Torah through the written Torah so then we're calling Hashem. And then we're redeemed from the from the uh, subjugation of exile, and all disturbances just uh, wither away and disappear. So this is all Vaitsesi uh, to uh, to free us, to liberate us from exile. The exile is where we're not able to reveal Hashem's light, where we're not able to express that uh, and and notice that uh, connection. And then uh, we we. Uh, is to bring it out and it happens through the Torah where we're calling Hashem but then next paragraph then we have a high level after the four expressions of redemption there's a fifth one that Hashem will bring us Eretz Yisrael so Eretz Yisrael is called Eretz Tovar Chava a good and expansive land and Eretz Yisrael refers to Torah Shavuot, the oral Torah. So it's called Eretz Yisrael, an expansive land, because it's always expanding. The Torah Shavuot has a limited amount of words, whereas the Torah Shavuot is always getting bigger. And that's why Torah is compared, Eretz Yisrael is compared to Tzvi, to a deer, because once you take off the skin, the skin will never fit over the flesh. Uh, because it's 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 the idea of expansion. So so Tarashibhsav, the main thing is the letters, and it has an exact amount of letters, exact amount of words. And uh, whether we understand or not, but it's the main thing is just the letters and the words. And if even one uh one uh, letter is uh, damaged, then the Sefer is possible, we won't make a brach on that Sefer But the understanding is less important. Whereas with Teresh Valper, the understanding is the main thing. With Teresh it doesn't tell us exactly how to live as a Jew. It doesn't give us the halacha in a set, organized way. A lot of Torah's stories, and even the part which is halacha, is also stories. It's saying Hashem told Moshe to say such and such. So the main thing is the story and Hashem, Hashem's light, rather than to work out the halacha. The halacha comes in Torah Shavuot, but in Torah Shavuot, it's not very clear. Like, for example, how to make tefillin and how and uh, uh, how, how, how to uh, all the halachas of tefillin. So that's only in Torah Shavuot, you wouldn't be able to work it out. So Torah Shavuot is from Chachma, whereas Torah Shavuot, is what's called as it comes down into the lower spheres into Malchus. So it, it says that 
the Dailacha Kimo Beramizah, it's enough for the wise with a hint. So this is, this is like when a, uh, a teacher hints something to students so that the student should understand it itself, himself. But, oh, it does hint halachas. It doesn't say it clearly, and therefore it's not the ultimate in terms of the learning and understanding of what to do. Uh, it's it's uh, just bringing down uh, Hashem's light, and therefore what's important is the specific letters, exactly the ksiv and the kri, how it's written, even though it's read in a different way, and uh, every letter has to, has to be written properly, because it hints to very high things from Hashem's high, uh, the chachman la, the, high, the highest level of chachman and atzillus, but we don't actually understand what to do yet. Whereas in Teresh Valpeh, we, we know what to do. And the letters are less important. It's not about bringing down some spirit, uh, spiritual energy. It's, it's uh, understanding the Torah. And uh, therefore, the, the Torah Peh keeps on expanding with Rashi and Tosis and all the Mepharshim, even every Talmud Vasik, every uh, upright student who, come, who understand, has a new understanding of Torah, that too is part of Teresh Peh. So, uh, so this is the idea of uh, the expanding to her, like the, the deer, the skin of the deer that expands. Whereas with Tershav, it's an exact amount of letters and there's no growth. It's very particular the way Hashem gives it to us. Next paragraph of Hazei Yovan, and we'll, we'll, we'll go all the way to the end of the Mimer. So Hazei Yovan, to now understand why Tershav is called Mikra, because Mikra means to call. And uh, when we learn Torah, and in particular Torah Shemuchsah, we're calling Hashem, we're beckoning Hashem. Uh, that is, uh, light should be manifest upon us. Uh, but even with Torah, where we're, we're calling Hashem's light, so to speak, but it's it's still some there's Hashem and there's us, and we're calling Hashem. Whereas with Torah Shemuchsah, it says Masnis in Malkasah. And Mishnah's like the queen. The Mishnah's the monarch, royalty. Simply, by the way, this comes from the Marabeya, where it's talking about there are two rabbis with similar names, Rav Malchi and Rav Malchi Yoy. And it says that if you want to know who said what, so according to one opinion, the way to know is that the one who speaks about Mishnayis, who testifies about Mishnayis, is Malkasa, which is Rav Malchaya, whereas the, the uh, other one is... Uh, the one who talks about uh, uh, just uh, Gemara, about Halacha, outside of Mishnah is Rav Machayoi. So, uh, and, and Rav Machayoi, which comes from the word uh, to be a king, so that's, uh, that, that's why the, the Gemara says there, a sign to remember which one said which, is that Mishnah Malchus, or the Mishnah is the queen, and therefore Rav Machayoi is the one who speaks about Mishnah. But either way, what does it mean spiritually? That the Mishnah is like a monarch that, that dictates what the law is, and, and uh, the idea is that with Torah Shabbat when we understand the Torah, we're not just repeating words, but we understand it, so then Hashem talks through us, and then our, our mind is one with Hashem's mind, and, and our mouth with Hashem's mouth, like the Magid, the angel who taught the Beis Yosef, said to the Beis Yosef, I am the Mishnah speaking through your mouth. The Beis Yosef is speaking, but Hashem, godliness is coming through his mouth. 
And this makes a zero tachtonim that we are a dwelling place for Hashem, that Hashem is resting right on us. Even though the Hashem's light has to descend very low in order to get involved in physical things, like what does Mishnah talk about? It talks about agriculture and business and, and uh, you know, marriage and when it works and when it doesn't work. So it talks about all physical things. No, but still, it uh, reach it reaches very. It, we can reach a high level of bittel in Torah Shabbat This is like uh, the hand that the hands can lift itself above the head. So similarly, mice uh, action can lift itself higher than machshava. And like it says, save mice machshava tefillah and lechadadi that the end of action is uh, is rooted in the beginning of thought. Or like it says, ashes chayal teres baila that the uh, a woman of valor is the crown above her husband. Or not, so for mitzvahsan, the end is wedged into the beginning. So when we discuss and talk about physical matters and simple matters, but we're letting Hashem's light shine right through us, rest right on us, and therefore it's even higher level. But, and that's why with Torah Shabbat, uh, we know that we actually know what Hashem wants because it connects Hashem's rotten in a deeper way. Now, this, this is what the possible means, Venosati Tzvi Beretzachayim. So this uh, word, uh, Tzvi, end of desire. It, it, sorry, the, in the, uh, I will give you as a desirable and beautiful in the land of life. So the land of life is Teresh And uh, that is what is really desired because it reaches even deeper in a way than Teresh uh, to, Hashem's, to reveal Hashem's Ratzin. And this is what, what the Pasuk means. Talking about uh, the uh, right after Tezvei that I'll bring you to Eretz Yisrael, which is the idea of Teresh Yibar It says, I'll bring you to the land, which I raise my hand, to give it to Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, to give it to the forefathers, Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. And when I give it to you as an inheritance, and the Hashem, I am Hashem. So we already explained that the hand refers to Teresh which is telling us what to do practically, but sometimes the hand can be raised above the head, which represents Teresh And uh, then uh, it says, I raised uh, my hand to give it to the other, which is the Midas, Chesed, and Ishallah tilts towards a certain one path, toward the right, the left, or the center. And I give it to you as an inheritance, Hashem says, I am Hashem, meaning that when we learn Torah, then Hashem speaks to us. Final paragraph. Ach. Now, this is all dependent to have Hashem's, uh, Hashem's light revealed upon us through our learning of halacha. So it, it, it depends on us first awakening a love to Hashem. And this is why we mention the Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the Exodus each day. The important part, it's not a, some sort of history lesson, but to always keep this uh, love aroused and awakened, uh, because even if we daven well in the morning, but afterwards we get involved in business and other pursuits, so then the davening fades away. And even if we're learning Torah, Torah discusses physical things, and therefore still the, the love of Hashem, focused just purely on Hashem, it fades away. And therefore we have to daven again, and we have to say Shema again at night as well. 
uh, it's then, uh, so, so we have to awaken this uh, love, of, love of Hashem and joy um, from the deep in our hearts. But then that's not enough. Then we have to, Cairo, uh, we have to call. Uh, call out Hashem, and this is through Tereshivah Sav, where every word of Tereshivah Sav is calling out Hashem. Then we have Tereshivah Peh, which Tereshivah Peh is this the level of complete bitter, complete self-nullification, to just let Hashem speak through us and to have a, the halacha coming out of us in a clear way. And uh, and this is, uh, we, we reach this through always remembering Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and we would like we say at the end of Ayoyme, where we remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim, etc., that Hashem should be for us as a God. And uh, so, so this is, and, and this is uh, uh, about Teresh um, Valpeh, where Hashem just shines through us, and Hashem uh, speaks through us, and uh, this happens through uh, always remembering it's his time. So in short, uh, the first possible by Tzaisi talks about uh, about Tereshi uh, Bichsav, effectively, uh, where we uh, every word of it is holy and it's calling out to Hashem, but still we are calling out to Hashem in a separate existence. Whereas for Hevesi, Hashem says, I'll bring you to Israel and there you'll be able to keep halacha. So that represents uh, a pure godliness in a higher way, although it's talking about physical things, but we work out exactly what is Hashem's rotsim, what is Hashem's design, therefore, and and we ju- and with total nullification for Hashem that we just and then Hashem is just speaking through us.